a gracious heavenly father we come before your throne humbly in repentance with the desire to turn away from our sin on a personal level first putting you first in all things in our life may there be no excuses it starts with us if there's going to be any sort of revival or turning back to you in this land it starts with us me May we do our part may we teach our children to honor you and to and may they love you with all their heart soul mind and strength you put a hedge about our families father we need you we need your grace we need your mercy thank you for it we worship you i pray that your spirit would be upon this message and that you would sit here amongst us and that you would bring everyone to this table that needs to hear this message today that you want to hear this message today for your honor and your glory in jesus name amen well welcome to the land of the degenerate and the home of the devils now i had to step away this morning from our scheduled reading for just a moment because i had gathered a few notes within the last 24 hours and then i woke up at three o'clock this morning with this message heavy upon my heart and the cobwebs have been shaken and it's time to preach now i want to start by asking you a few questions a series of true and false questions about the current state of america to start off with looking at Romans chapter 1. Now, is this not true concerning America, verse 21 and 22? Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Is this not true in America? Is it not true in America, verse 23 through 25, and change the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to, to corruptible man, into birds, into four-footed beasts, and creeping things? Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever amen is this not true in america is it not true in america verse 26 through 27 for this cause god shall give them up to vile affections for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature and likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the women burned in their lust one toward another men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their ear which is which was meat is this not true in america is it not true in america verse 29 through 30 being filled with all unrighteousness fornication wickedness covetousness maliciousness full of envy murder debate deceit malignity whispers backbiters haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. Is this not true in America? 
So what is the conclusion of what we see in America in accordance with Romans chapter 1? What is the conclusion of all of this? In verse 28, it states, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. As I have stated, welcome to the reprobate states of America, the home of the devils. What is the end state of this madness and this, this disgusting, decrepit lifestyle? The end state is judgment. The end state is death, verse 31 through 32, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implicable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Now, if this country called America has any hope at all, this hope will come through Jesus Christ and Christ being first in all things, in Christ having the preeminence in accordance with Colossians 1.18. And this includes repentance. This hope begins with you and I, friend, you and me. And then what God does from there will be in accordance with his holy will and plan, praise be to his holy name, because Christ is king now you ask how did this country called america become a reprobate nation how did we get here well it started with you and me and it's here that we see that there has been an inability to legislate one's own mind one's own heart and one's own soul and it has led to the legislation of immorality. And somehow there are people today that call themselves Christians, Christian nationalists who believe they are going to bypass their own immorality and, and, and repentance to impose morality on the unrepentant. So I tell you this, my Christian friends, before you rail on the degenerate LGBTQ plus community, you might want to get rid of your gay porn first. And yes, all porn is gay. It's all disgusting. It's all evil. And it requires repentance. Now this idea that we're going to rise up as a Christian people and take over this reprobate land is as loony in practice as it reads. But of course, this is what we're going to see as the strong delusion grows. The Christian nationalists mock the power of Christ. They say, step aside, God, we got this. While the Rainbow Coalition mocks the same God with their rainbow against his rainbow of peace. So here we see that there are two wings from the same bird just on different sides of the demonic turd. I'm not sitting on no turd. You can keep your turd. And hey, Christian nationalists, just because you put on a crusader uniform, that does not make you a Christian. All I have to say is repent. Jesus said in Luke chapter 13, he said it twice and he did not stutter. He said it in verse 3 and verse 5. I tell you nay, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. 
Halu Adonai on Gab says sackcloth is more useful than any crusader armor. At this point, my friend, I'd have to agree. And for any of for all of us who have read the Old Testament, we know that sackcloth is associated with repentance. This repentance begins with you and I. Just as our downfall as a nation began with you and I. Speaking of downfall, TikTok just cut my live feed off and suspended me for hateful content right at this very point. And this is why we need live on Gab. Because even Cozy TV will not host me. This is a supposed conservative America First Christian nationalist platform that won't have me on there, that's for sure. So thank God for Gab because the Antichrists are surely trying to attempt to greatly pigeonhole my preaching. Therefore, I have changed the title for today's episode from the reprobate states of America to pigeonholed preaching. Number 197, Disciple JJ on Gab says, This is unbelievable. I never thought I'd see what's happening in my, this in my lifetime. She says, Keep on keeping on, faithful soldier and servant of God. And then she goes on to say that she's been reading my posts on Gab of late and seeing how early that I start sometimes, or started today, and she thought, God has surely lit a fire under Andrew. Preach it, brother. By God's grace, my Christ sister, and I give all glory and praise to our God and King. And I'm just glad that some are interested in sound doctrine. Child of the one true King says, you and a few others preaching the truth are the only reason I am still on here. Social media is awful. Keandra 3NA3 on Gab says, I second that. I'm very selective with who I listen to preach the Word of God on a regular basis. I hear so many inconsistencies between the intended messages and what I know to be true in the Word of God. And this is from keeping my nose in the Bible, but you are always right on. I've even learned me some. Thanks for preaching it. The truth resonates. Well, praise the Lord, my sister. Thank you for the encouragement. And may the peace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be with you as well. I was also inboxed today, so I'm getting encouraged left and right, which I'm very appreciative to. I believe it's from the Lord, and I truly thank you for that. And this person in the inbox says, May the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, brother. I've seen how you contend for the faith and for the gospel, and I'm encouraged and emboldened because of your work. Well, praise the Lord. Because sound doctrine is now classified as hateful content. 2 Timothy 4, 3-5, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry, and that's exactly what I'm going to do by the grace of God. I will continue to preach the word of God as long as I have breath. We might have to change the venue. So there's going to be a change to our Christ first hour starting this Sunday. It will continue to be a gathering point, a live gathering point at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on gab.com slash g slash gospel. It's in our group. 
So if you go to gospel.com and you click on the About tab, that will take you directly to our group. Now, the message will be pre-recorded, but it will be posted at this time so that we can listen to it together and discuss all things Christ First Live. This is going to be the only dedicated time throughout the week to gather at one time, my Christ friends. Because as you know, my schedule is sporadic the remainder of the week. It just depends on when I get up and get motivated. Sometimes that could be 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, 4, 5. It's just sporadic. So there will be no live discussion on Skype afterwards. This group on Gab is our live discussion from now on. And as Gab gets more capabilities such as live and video calling, they will be incorporated. Now back to this message that I was preaching before I was so rudely interrupted by TikTok. I was sort of rudely interrupted by so-called Christians yesterday while I was preaching repentance. There's a user by the name of Tango. He says, how do you know if you repented enough? It was pleasing to God for your acceptance. Jesus Christ was a minister to the circumcision, and the Gentiles were like dogs during his ministry. After his death and crucifixion, after he was rejected by the circumcision, he sent Paul to the Gentiles. If you want to know the plan of salvation for the Gentiles, read Paul's epistles, Romans through Philemon. Also, read Ephesians 2, he says, which contradicts you. And then he says, this tells me that you do not know how to rightly divide the word of God. Well, Tango, the gift of God called faith has three major components. So you want to ask me, how do we know if we repented enough? What do you mean, if we repented enough? It's a continual repentance until the very end because our faith endures to the end. The gift of God called faith has three major components, belief, repentance, and works. If you have the gift of God, your faith believes. If you have the gift of God, your faith repents. If you have the gift of God, your faith works. Now, if your faith, so-called faith, does not do all three, you do not have faith. You do not have the gift from God. That's how I know. How I know is if you have faith or not. Salvation is all by Christ. And it's all by God's grace through this faith that I speak of. And then because I preach repentance, which is part of this faith, I am now being judged as someone who cannot rightly divide the word of God. This is a false accusation, and it requires repentance. So, Tango, repent. Tango replies to this and says, On the contrary, I did not accuse you of anything other than rightly dividing the word of God. Paul was the apostle of the Gentiles. If you are a Jew, then you need to repent. If you're a Gentile, you're saved through faith and not through repentance. And he says, take care. Well, rightly divide this, Tango. Acts 20.21, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And how about Acts 26.20? But showed first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coast of Judea and then to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. Divide that, Tango. Here they say that only the Jews need to repent and that I am the one who is not rightly dividing the word of God. 
We know that 2 Corinthians 7.10 says, For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, and not to be repented of. But the sorrow of the world worketh death. Then Frank jumps in. He says, what's your definition of repent? So now they want to play Bill Clinton with me with the word repentance. I will tell you this, my friends. If you argue against repentance, it may be a very good indicator that you are in need of repentance. But what do they do instead? They gnash their teeth because they refuse to repent then and they gnash their teeth as they gnash their teeth because they refuse to repent now. Now, I truly feel sorry for the lost soul that mocks this repentance that I preach unto you today. 2 Peter 3.9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us who are not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So I must remind myself of this long-suffering to us word, because God has been long-suffering and patient with me. And so I'm trying to be patient and long-suffering with the brethren who very well may be born-again Christians, but they fall to quite a bit of Antichrist ignorance. All I know is I would be very fearful to mock repentance. Now, I got a couple of replies, and I agree with these replies that they feel that this mocking of repentance or this denial of repentance is because they love their sin. And I agree. They bow before a golden calf, a false Christ. And the problem is, is that people do not read the Bible. And then they want to say that they're rightly dividing it. They're dividing it all right just without the right part. All I know is this, my friends. A faith that does not repent is a twisted faith. It is not a faith from God. And I am beginning to understand more and more every single day, Matthew seven twenty one through 23. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Ellie Hill on Gab replies and says, Hashtag, even the demons know this. Well, L.E. Hill, sadly, the demons have more respect for Jesus Christ than many so-called Christians. We read about this in a few passages of the New Testament, including Luke 8.28, when he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, the Son of God Most High? I beseech thee, torment me not. Frank comes back in with a reply and says, What are you talking about? says, are you reading from another Bible like the NIV, ASV, or a number of corrupt Bibles? Stop telling people they must repent of sin. When Jesus bled on the cross for all sins, past, present, future. I said, <laughs> oh, I, didn't even, I just read that and I was like, there's no reply necessary. Stop telling people they must repent of sin. Are you kidding me, Frank? I never thought I would see or hear a so-called Christian tell me to stop telling people to repent. <laughs> I lost my breath. I can't even say it. All I know is it must be the new LGBTQ plus seminaries teaching this Antichrist theology. 
And then Frank has the audacity to tell me, why are you so blind? Oh, he, he, he tries to compare God's repentance when he changed his mind. In Jonah 3, 9 and 10, he quotes, he says, Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger? Then we perish not. And God saw their works that they turned from their evil way, and God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them, and he did it not. I told Frank, and I tell him now, how dare you compare God changing his mind with his, with his great love and mercy and compassion with a sinful man who is commanded to turn away from that sin in obedience to God. How dare you? And I told him he was a wicked man and he must repent. Now, Frank didn't like this rebuke. He called me a liar. He said that my father was Satan from the beginning. He says, Satan is the father of confusion. And he did a number on you, he says. And he says he hopes that I get that straightened out. Oh, I've gotten it straightened out. All right. And that is that the servant is not greater than the master because they accused him too. The same thing you accused me of, Frank. Luke eleven fifteen. But some of them said he casteth out devils through Beelzebub, the chief of the devils. They said this about the Lord. Matthew eleven eighteen for John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he had the devil. They said this about John the Baptist, and guess what? Both Jesus and John the Baptist both preached repentance, and so do I, because I'm commanded to. Helu Adonai says, this is what happens when ear-tickling wolves construct a golden calf, God in the image of man to justify living in sin, to water down sin is to water down the message of the cross, hashtag idolatry, hashtag repent or perish. And I agree, Adonai on Gab. Jay Ruter on Gab says too many Christians just don't want to give up their sins. So they don't believe in repentance. Tango comes back in and says, You, sir, must learn to rightly divide the word of God so as not to be ashamed. Salvation is by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Once you believe, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit. Once the Holy Spirit lives in you, it effectually works in you. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Um, Tango. Yes, salvation is by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, we are sealed by the Holy Spirit. Yes, he effectually works in us. Yes, we are not to continue in sin so that grace abounds. God forbid. Hence, Tango repentance. Now, are you trying to rebuke me with this reply when I agree? What does this have to do with someone telling me to stop telling others to repent, Tango? So could you divide this for me, please? And thank you. Yeah, yesterday I was done after that one. I, I had to stop and get off gab for a little bit, take a nap. And before I got off, I said the takeaway is this, and that is repent. And if someone resists this repentance, pray for them and then repent away from them. Pray for them. Because we know that the Old Testament prophets preached repentance. Jesus preached repentance in Luke 13, 3 and elsewhere. 
Twice in this same chapter of Luke 13, 3, he says, Nay, but except you repent, you shall likewise perish. John the Baptist preached repentance, Matthew 3, 2, and saying, Repent you, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Peter preached repentance in Acts 2, 38, Acts 3, 19, and 2 Peter 3, 9. Acts 3.19 says, Repent you therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Paul preached repentance in Acts 17.30. God commands repentance in Acts 17.30. As it reads, And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. And it is because of this preaching of true faith that comes from God through Jesus Christ that includes repentance that I will continue to support Andrew Torba. Listen to this recent clip from him. The only way that we're going to win, the only way that we're going to gain any ground in the culture, um, in, in the government, uh, in taking our, our towns, our, our cities, our states, our counties, and our country back is by putting Jesus Christ First, that's that's it's it's just that simple. There's no other way. There's no other path. Liars, they're a den of vipers, and they want to destroy you. So it's like, why would you invite the enemy who wants to destroy you into your home? Why would you have a conversation with somebody who hates you and wants to destroy you? Right. So, you know, my my typical conversation with them uh, when they email me is, is something along the lines of repent and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know, I, I take it as an opportunity to share the gospel with them and to share my testimony with them and to try to convert them. Right. So that is the only discussion that I want to have with these people is is about the gospel and is about Jesus Christ. Otherwise, I'm not interested because they're liars. They're they're deceivers. So exactly what does this refusal of repentance look like? Well, part of it is a mockery, a mockery of repentance, arguments against repentance. Acts 17.32, and when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, and others said, we will hear thee again of this matter. Marine Pulpit posts in our group on Gab.com, Gospel Group, he says, if John the Baptist called people to repent prior to Christ beginning in his ministry, and if the apostles themselves throughout their ministry call people to repent, it is safe to assume that even today we should call people to repent. But what we're seeing today, instead of repentance and preaching repentance, is mockery. Or even a procrastination that includes, that includes things like America First movements instead of a Christ First movement. That's why I'm so glad that Torba had said that yesterday. I was glad that I caught those clips. I'm glad that he spoke about repentance. So I made sure to make that a standalone clip of his, the video, on gospel.com. So you can check that out. Then some say, well, what about his Christian nationalism rhetoric? Well, it pricks my heart. But he's a young Christian. And I must have patience with this brother as God has had patience with me. God help us all. Let us pray for one another. Simply American 1791 says, I know you're fairly hesitant about more mainstream pastors, but today you have reminded me a lot of Paul Washer. Your posts today have reminded me of the first time I heard his shocking message sermon to college kids. He says, if you never heard it, he says he believes that I would enjoy it. Peace, brother, and have a blessed weekend. Well, 
peace be with you as well, my friend. Have a blessed weekend, and I may very well just check out this message. Because if it's preaching, like I'm trying to preach to you today from any other man, I will definitely respect that. In a day when everybody's something first other than Christ first. Listen, Judas was Judea first. Now this idea had arose from a conversation with my, with my good friend Rick many years good man of God with a good heart for Christ. And he brought up this idea. He said that Judas was Israel first. And then I went back to where they were operating from, the precinct of Pilate at the time. And so that's where I then came up with the, uh, followed up with that, with the, with the Judas's Judea first. Then there was a Bible prophecy on truth whom has been encouraging in the past, but he says, where do you find that in the Bible? He says, I submit that you did, and I understand your point, but it's not valid. He said, Judas was a thief. He was Judas first. He said, yes, that's in the Bible. He says, yes, we should be Christ first, but don't say stuff that's not a fact because it makes a point. And then he says, saying this with love, brother. So I replied, the point is valid. Matthew 26, 47, And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came and with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people. If he was not Judea first, who, are, who is this great multitude? Is this some mercenaries from another country outside of Judea, maybe? No, this was the people of Judea, the political and religious establishment. He was Judea first, like many so-called Christians today are America first and not Christ first. Uh, Bible prophecy, he goes, he says, he came with those of whom he betrayed Christ for money. How does that make him care about them? Well, let me ask you a question, Bible prophecy. What makes you think that those who are America first care about you? Think about that for a moment. He says, well, I'm not a leader of this country. I've never said they cared about me. It was the leaders of Judea that he betrayed Christ for money to. He didn't care about Judea or Judea's people. So what you're saying is people who claim America first don't care about America and what's happening in it. No, what I'm saying is we are commanded to be Christ first and Judas was not Christ first and neither is America first by their own omission. So again, my friend, the point is valid. John 18, 4-5, Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek you? And they answered, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus saith unto them, I am he. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. He stood with them. He stood with the political and religious establishment that opposed Jesus Christ the Lord. Judas was Judea first. Hallelujah, Adonai on Gab says nothing should come before Christ, period. Anything that does, whether it be money, politics, whatever it may be, is an idol and an abomination unto a jealous God. As Israel told his family, put away your foreign gods and cleanse your garments. Amen. You get it. Hallelujah, Adonai. Luke 14, 26, if any man come to me and hate not his father... And mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, in his own life, he cannot be my disciple. 
So you can argue against Christ first if you want. It's a good indicator that you indeed are not Christ first. Then Bible prophecy comes back around and says, I agree with this statement. He definitely was not Christ first. He says, politics are for the heathen. While I care about this country and hope for the best since I'm here, I'm all about God and serving him. Blue, red, whatever. They're mostly all the same corrupt type people on both sides and working for their own gain, he says. He says, I'm America first only in the sense of us not giving billions of bribery money to other countries and not taking care of our own before supposedly caring for others. I think that's their motive, isn't it? He says, it's a worldly thing. However, and God will do what he will do and advance things in his time to bring all to pass exactly as he said it, as he said he would. He continues, where America lies is that is yet to be seen. I just hope I can keep preaching Jesus either way. And I told him, keep preaching Christ, my friend. Keep preaching Christ, my friend. And we are seeing things eye to eye. I will just submit to you the reason that this country gives billions of bribery money to other countries and has become an antichrist puppet is because of being America first. America has put itself first way too long, just like you said that Judas put himself first. But people still do not get it. People still do not get it after reading John 18, 36. Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Not yet. It's coming. Jesus is coming. And he will conquer. But we're not going to be able to usurp his power and his authority and his might. All we can do at this point, my friends, is repent. And it's this refusal to repent and this, this idea that there's going to be this new king that's going to take control of America for a Christian utopia that's never been here without Christ. Every single Christian state has failed and persecuted Christians. A new flavor of Christ every single time with a foreign taste. And I tell you, beware. Matthew 24, 23, 24. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there believe it not. For there shall rise false Christ and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. And I'm here to tell you that American Christian nationalism is one of them. They state that they're going to take back America without repentance. They do not preach repentance. They claim that they're going to conquer politically with no understanding of the spiritual realm and God's judgment in accordance of Romans 1. Follow this Christ if you want, but it will be to your own peril. Because when our Lord returns, his kingdom will come and it will conquer. Anything premature to this is a false Christ and blasphemy. And if you preach this truth in these days, of Noah, you will be a Noah, meaning that few will listen. Matthew 24, 37, but as the days of Noah were, Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. We read about Christian nationalism in John chapter 18, verse 10 through 11, a zeal without knowledge, a zealous disciple by the name of Peter. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it, and he smote the high priest's servant and cut off his ear. The servant's name was Malchus. 
Then said Jesus unto Peter, Put up the sword into the sheath. The cup which my father hath given me, shall I not drink it? Thankfully, Peter was a great man of God. Peter repented. Peter was Christ first, but Judas did not. John 18.3, Judas then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, cometh thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. Judas was Judea first. Matthew William Family Cooper on Gab says, Yet Christ healed the guards' ears, so the time of violence is unrelated. When we can take their bonds without bloodshed, wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove, until self-preservation is necessary. Well, Matthew, the thing is, if God is not in it, self-preservation is in vain. Who can fight against God? Romans 8.31, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? So the question is, is God for America or against America right now? That is the question. Now, if he is against America in accordance with Romans 1, please tell me exactly how you're going to take it back again, especially without repentance. Are there any Christian nationalists out there that can answer this question? Matthew William Family Cooper says, To God to be the glory always. And my journey is just beginning in ways I cannot share here, but yeah, I had the faith of a mustard seed, and as for mine, we serve the Lord. The masses are all sheep who have chosen the man-king mentality, sad but true. I claim my birthright as well as my natural rights in the process of seeking remedy from a non-judicial system that is full of lies and deceptions. And he references Amos 8.11, and I told him, keep up the good fight, my Christ brother. Because our journey ahead will not be easy, our faith will be tried. So Christian nationalists, can you please explain to me how you're going to take back America again when we read in James 4, 15, 16, for that you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now you rejoice in your boastings, all such rejoicing is evil. I can't even get a Christian nationalist to conquer this argument on Gab, let alone America, on their own accord without Almighty God. I saw this morning, I woke up early this morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I saw a post from Timothy's work. He says, we really need to understand that this country belongs to Satan and get out of it. Empirical proof is in this video, so he posts a video. He says, there will be no constitution in the kingdom of the living God, not even close. Now, I didn't watch the video because, like I said, I, I had woken up early, but I did respond and I said this that I have stated repeatedly that America has most likely been turned over to a reprobate mind on a mass scale. But this does not mean that there are no more Americans who will begin their salvation journeys with Christ in the near future. Not to mention the souls that will be saved during the Great Tribulation. We must keep fighting for these souls with the gospel. We must continue to resist Satan with the hope that has been given to us. As Americans... We can at least experience the hope of revival in each of our lives with a never-ceasing prayer for a revival to occur not only within our own hearts, but within the hearts of our children. And then, maybe, Lord willing, we can go on from there. But Christ first must begin with you and I. And this is the, this is the preaching 
that the Antichrists want to pigeonhole. They want to pigeonhole repentance, my friends. They want to, they want to tuck it away and hide it so it doesn't convict them. God help us all. May we repent today. In Jesus' name. I pray that this episode of Gospel was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can and support with a subscription if you're able to do so. We are in this together, Christ friends. Keep up the good fight.